Welcome to another edition of Park Talk Podcast, the official podcast of the Naperville Park District. Hi, everyone. I'm Sue Omenson. This is our third episode about protecting the health of the DuPage River. Our conversation this time will include a countywide perspective on how rainwater affects the rivers and streams in our area. Today, I'm happy to welcome Mary Beth Falsey, Water Quality Supervisor at DuPage County Stormwater Management. I think that any Naperville resident um, who walks on the river walk frequently has seen the effect of heavy storms on the DuPage River. And as our previous guest, um, Jennifer Hammer had mentioned, the floodwaters that pour into the river cause erosion and they bring all kinds of pollutants into the river. And DuPage County Stormwater Management is working behind the scenes to help prevent this kind of flooding and to help homeowners and businesses manage rainwater on their properties. Um, what are some of the programs in place that you're involved in? Well, well, I deal mainly with the water quality side of things. Uh, we do have branches of our department that are dedicated to flood control planning and regulations. Uh, DuPage County enacted a countywide stormwater and floodplain ordinance back in 1992. Uh, this is largely in response to multiple severe flood events that occurred in the late 80s and early 90s, and in particular, the 1987 event was really the trigger for officials to take action. So the stormwater ordinance established a, a very robust stormwater program that applies to the entire county, uh, all municipalities within the county as well. Um, the ordinance has been updated many times over the years to keep current uh, with trends, engineering and water quality science and DuPage County Stormwater Management Department also helps by developing watershed plans for flood control, which identify projects to alleviate flooding. Great. So, um, so then the, um, the ordinance applies to all kinds of development and permitting, things like yeah, that? Yeah, so that, that's a development-driven ordinance, but we also promote green infrastructure and nature-based solutions to keep rain where it falls. Uh, minimize not only the volume of stormwater, but the quality of that stormwater and the pollutants that are carried with it. So we achieve this through a robust education and outreach program, including public events and webinars, brochures and workshops that we hold. In okay. addition to that, uh, we also have our water quality improvement grant program, and that began in 2000. And it's funded nearly $4 million to a total of 62 water quality projects. So any project that provides a regional water quality benefits eligible, and the grant is open to government agencies, organizations, school district, park districts, and even homeowners associations and individuals. So we have a number of programs to help promote green infrastructure and water quality projects throughout DuPage County. That's great. I know from the park district point of view, we have benefited from that grant a couple of times, and we really appreciate that. Um, the latest one was uh, right along the DuPage River, the West Branch, um, to um, improve the shoreline. And I think I don't think people realize that even individual homeowners might be eligible for for a project if, say, for example, they're putting in permeable pavers in their driveway. Yes, we, we look for projects that provide a regional uh, water quality benefit. Okay. Uh, but anyone is eligible to apply. Okay, so I know, yeah, I know resources are limited, so it needs to have the greatest impact possible. Yeah. But it's it's good for people to know about that, um, and they can find that on your website. Is that right? That yes, we have a, a great story map on our website uh, under the Water Quality Improvement Program. It has all sorts of information about the the grant itself, and also a map of all the previous grant 
locations, information about the project, and even just information about each uh, water quality practice that, that could be implemented. There's information on rain gardens and permeable pavers and how they work. It's a really good website. Oh, great. That's that's great for everyone to know. And, and just for our listeners, um, when you're listening to this podcast, you can also go back and to our website and check the web page that goes with it because we'll put a link to that on there so so you can see directly and then mary beth um, i wondered if you could give us an example of a successful initiative that the county has supported that really helps water quality sure well you just mentioned the west branch lincoln greenway project uh, that was constructed by the park district um, that was a great project one of the 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 good things about that is that the park district took a stretch of stream bank that was actively eroding, uh, contributing sediment to the waterway and not only stabilized the banks, but planted deep rooted native vegetation, which helps hold the soil in place and the native plants absorb nutrients from the stormwater runoff before it reaches the river. Uh, also the projects in a public space and you've created these great signs to educate the public and builds interest in, in stream restoration. And I think that project really just adds one more piece to the ongoing efforts the county has supported along the West Branch DuPage River and the projects that we've implemented. Um, as recently as 2014, the West Branch was on the Illinois Environmental Protection Agency's 303D list, which it identified it as an impaired waterway. And okay. following a combination of projects that were completed along the river, including dam modifications, stream restoration and stream bank stabilization projects, this stretch of river is now fully supporting. So it's been removed from that impaired waterway list and it's really had a lot of improvements over the past uh, few years. That's really, that's really encouraging to know. Yeah, so um, in, in partnership with uh, DuPage County Forest Preserve, the DuPage County Stormwater Management, uh, we received a number of, of grants to complete dam modifications mm. at Warrenville Grove Forest Preserve and McDowell Forest Preserve. Along with that, there were a lot of stream restoration work along with riparian and floodplain habitat creation. And so all of those projects combined really helped to improve the, the condition of the river in that stretch. It really is like a, a puzzle, you know, one little piece at helps mm -hmm. along the way and all of them together really do make a difference. I, I know you had spoken about another activity that you do is outreach um, about educating the public. And, and I, I've gone to a few of the webinars, um, especially now with our stay at home, the webinars have been great. Um, and in one of them um, that stormwater management has offered this spring, I heard that the rainfall data shows that rainfall from storms in our area is getting heavier and that a hundred year storm is becoming more frequent. Um, would you tell us some more about this and what it means for our region? Sure. Well, I think I think a better way to think of them are 1% chance storms rather than 100 year. Mm. Um, the, but the 1% chance storm really has been updated to indicate a larger storm event. Um, so the scientists have tied this to studies where the Earth's surface is warming, temperatures are higher, and there's more evaporation. And this is causing these larger storm events. Interesting. So okay. what we're seeing is the heavy storms are occurring more often. And so I think it's more important than ever to incorporate resilient native plant communities and green infrastructure and build in harmony with the environment to help reduce the impact that these events have on our communities. Mm -hmm. um, from a park district perspective, um, 
even things like our garden plots. Um, it's becoming very difficult to garden during the month of May because this is, I think, the third year in a row that we've had really heavy rains. Yes, I think we just, I just heard uh, in the news this morning, it's the the high, the wettest May on record now officially. Oh my. The oh, last wow. three years were the, the, the other two okay. highest Okay, so it is definitely a trend. Mm-hmm. Along with that, um, the park district manages 33 retention ponds and 47 detention basins in our parks. And we've been converting the shorelines and um, the wet areas from turf to the native plants. Um, Would you explain how this helps with stormwater and ultimately leads to a healthy river? Sure. Well, a lot of the detention and retention facilities in this area and the suburbs in general, they were they were built back in the 1980s with one thing in mind, and that was stormwater volume control. Okay. Uh, it holds water for a short period of time and then slowly releases it back into the river, and that's a, a flood control method. Um, now, these designs didn't really account for water quality from urban water quality impacts from urban development. So. Also, naturally, over time, there's just a wearing down of the facility. If you have an open water pond, the, the shorelines erode due to wave action and ice shear in the winter. You just get a gradual erosion of those shorelines. And once they're exposed, they continue to erode and, and release sediment into the water unless they're stabilized. So planting deep-rooted native plants increases the pollutant removal cap- capability of the basin. It holds the soil in place. Um, in addition, if you have a dry basin, so one that dries out after uh, a storm event, converting those from turf to native plants also helps uh, improve the pollutant removal capabilities of those ponds. The tall native plants slow the water as it flows through the pond, and mm-hmm. it gives time for pollutants, sediment, nutrients to settle out and be absorbed by the native vegetation. And I mean, that's important because while nutrients are uh, needed to have you have to have them in surface water they're good for the whole uh, ecosystem too many nutrients uh, such as nitrogen and phosph- phosphorus can cause algae blooms right so in right. you know, all these detention and, and retention ponds are connected to our waterways so converting these basins helps improve water quality in the rivers and streams well that's really good to know um yeah, I think uh, people are getting more used to having the native plants in these areas, and they really look pretty when we have um, we're careful to select plants um, instead instead of just grasses. We have some plants that flower um, like all season long. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's a lot of really beautiful native wildflowers that can be incorporated into these areas to help improve them aesthetically as well as improving mm-hmm. the water quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing that the park district has uh, been starting to do is to um, dredge the ponds because, as you said, they've been eroding over the years and then they get so shallow that they are not very effective. Yeah, sometimes a larger project's needed. Uh, sediment does build up in the, over time. As I mentioned, there's sediment in all the stormwater that's carried into these basins, settles out, and so dry ponds tend to lose capacity, wet ponds. Also, you'll get a sediment buildup on the bottom. And so sometimes larger projects are needed. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one benefit of that is if you're going in and, and dredging out a pond, you can consider converting it into a constructed wetland bottom basin, which are really the best for removing pollutants. Um, so there's you're really building a wetland ecosystem at the bottom of a detention pond. And so you have shallower areas with wetland plants. You have open water pockets. 
and it takes it takes a while for the water to kind of work its way through the system and you have more plant interaction with the the water the plants and the soil and more pollutant removal ability oh interesting i don't think i've i've heard that before yeah, so <laughs> so if you're considering doing a dredging project i re i would recommend a uh, conversion a complete conversion to a wetland bottom basin interesting it's really the okay. best for water quality yeah and I know wetlands in general are, are great ecosystems and important for a lot of different bugs and, and uh, birds and fish. Sure. And, yeah, they're, they're great yeah. for diversity. They're also called nature sponges because they help hold that stormwater and also remove pollutants from it as well. Mm -hmm. So when you build that sort of system in the bottom of a, a detention basin, it acts the same way by holding that water and removing the pollutants from it. Great. Well, is there any uh, any other recommendation you might have for people who are listening who might want to do something to help uh, with with the stormwater management? Sure. I think there's a lot of things that anyone could do at home, uh, planting a rain garden in, in your front yard or your backyard, incorporating native plants into the landscape of your, your yard, uh, uh, purchasing a rain barrel and uh, collecting that rain from your the roof of your house. Uh, there's a number of things you can do on your own property just to, to help the water quality. Great. Well, thank you so much. Um, this has been very informative. And um, thanks so much for taking time to explain uh, some, some more that, that's behind a storm event like we've just experienced and what we can do to improve sure. our uh, ecosystem. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. The Naperville Park District's mission is to provide park and recreation experiences that promote healthy lives, healthy minds, and a healthy community. Park Talk Podcast is a production of the Naperville Park District. Mm -hmm.